Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other's stories and learn from listening. Tofi, uh, welcome to the Share Chair Thanks. Podcast. <laughs> I'm glad you that this worked out to speak today. So am I. What uh, maybe motivates you to... Well, I'm studying for media assistant, and that can include things like interviewing and also podcasts like this yeah, one. Yeah, cool. And it's way more than that, but I think I kind of like this world, so I want to explore and I want to find out everything I can do in the media world. And I'm also thinking of going to Greece next year for an internship. Great. And that will all be communication in English. All of it will be English. I mean, so this is something that's like becoming clear, really clear to me, which I guess had I really thought about it, I would have known, but whatever is that... Here, the countries are so close, and they all speak different languages, and so, yes, you can learn each other's languages, but that there does seem to be the commonality of English still. Some, some. Would you agree with that, or, or maybe I'm really wrong, but it seems like, like if you meet somebody, well, going to Greece, for example, mm-hmm. for an internship, you're learning English instead of Greek, Greek right? <laughs> Yeah, so that's interesting to me, I guess. Yeah, well, English is way easier than Greek. Yeah, of, co- of <laughs> <Trust> course, <me. laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And it's also just that I have kind of grown up learning English because I've always been curious about this language as a kid already. I remember my dad buying a board game when I was like six, year old with, six years old with cards and words and translations and everything. That's cool. And you just went to Madrid, too. Was the experience in Madrid, did you feel like it was more English? Um, speaking or like did you was it easier because you knew English if you didn't know English what would have happened (laughs) then I wouldn't have been able to communicate so you're inspired by uh, media Mm -hmm. yeah what do you tell me why I always felt like writing a bit but I had no idea it would be this much like it's like one big world with so much and I can go so many ways so I still have choices and so much freedom in my life yeah like I could choose to do a radio show, yeah. but I could also just start writing a blog or something. Can you talk a little bit about your mom and her writing? Well, yeah, that's part of it too. I never knew my mom because she passed away when I was little, mm-hmm. and she knew that would happen. So my parents decided to write a book together well. so I could still get to know my mom. Yeah. So, so I still know what kind of person she was and is and everything. What did you learn? I feel like we're pretty similar. The book that your mother and your father wrote is available for other people? It's not only for you? Or it's only for you? Um, They never sent it to a publisher. They only got a few boxes filled with copies and gave them all away and Mm -hmm. sold them. So there aren't any more available. But Mm -hmm. there is one in the local library of the Netherlands, the most famous one in Amsterdam. Cool. And we just have our own copies. But that's another reason, because I want more people to know. And I've had some conversations with a friend's mother about, like, foundations who support healing cancer, because that's what made my mom pass away. Yeah. Uh, We'd love more books so other people can read about things to know they're not alone. Yeah. Like, there are more people who have been through similar situations. Of course. And why is that so important to feel... uh connected to to others then? Well, I always felt kind of lonely knowing all my classmates had both their parents until I met the first one who didn't. 
like me. And then what happened then? How is that um, feeling of connection? It's like you just know what you're going through because it's something you can't really imagine unless you really feel that thing. What are, if you don't mind me asking, what are some moments from the book that uh, really, specific moments that really stand out to you in your, in your head or in your mind? There's this part when she's already been sick for pretty long, but then it gets really intense because they know she might not heal anymore and it gets more and more certain. And it just appears that it's been an unfair fight because they all thought it was some kind of infection in her arm first. So the actual cure came way too late. Yeah. There was yeah. barely any more chance for her. How many times have you read it, would you say? Uh, I tried it multiple times. I lost track of the, the amount of times, but I finished it only once. Mm -hmm. Would you ever read it? Are you? Do you want to read it again? I do. Yeah, it just takes time, you know, you gotta like, re you know, it's if it's uh, it's so personal to you. Like, yes, I've, I, I can't imagine reading a me. story that's that connected to you, <laughs> that you can't, it's not like you can put it down and be like, oh, well, you know, that that's, that's fiction, that didn't happen, but like that happened and it happened to someone that, I mean, your mother, that's, yeah, that's to your really mother. It's like, so how does, how is this book like kind of shaped where you, where you are now? Like, Knowing that you want to go back and read it, knowing you have all of these goals. I am working on taking out all the errors because my grandpa did that back then. <laughs> but he is not that good at Dutch either. Dutch is a very hard language. And mm. unlike natives in English, it's just too hard with grammar, so barely anyone understands it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the, the tasks that you want to do. Yes, I'm, Doing this training to correct manuscripts. Yeah, okay. So I'm trying to understand all those grammar things. Yeah, an editor. Yeah. So I can take out the errors. Yeah. And cool. publish it again. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, but then this thought or this idea of writing a second part, what do you think would be your, what, what do you envision of that? Of that? How, how, would they, how would you connect it? What would be your story of that I next still book. I don't really know, actually. Mm. I just feel like trying to... Well, I think journaling would work because then I can express my thoughts already and use them in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be like kind of the first step, like rereading the book, journaling yes. it with your thoughts, kind of like a, like, here's what the book says and then here's like your response to it because you weren't there for all of these parts or you don't remember, you know, these parts. So kind of like a, from your perspective. Yes. Now that you're old enough to understand everything that's going exactly. on. Exactly. That I I'd love to do that. Does that feel that she she loved you enough to tell you who she was, I guess? Well, I that just makes me feel her love every single day, even though she's not here anymore. Every night when I look out of my bedroom window, there's just this one clear star right in front of my window. And as a kid they always told me that she became a star, so I'm just like well, if they're right, then it's still you. Mm -hmm. I just say bye, Mom, every night. Or good yeah. night. Yeah. What are some things that you'd like to tell her? Everything about my life. Such as? <laughs> oh, oh, everything she missed. Like yeah. All lessons with Alex and <laughs> <laughs> trying to increase my English level. Mm -hmm. Because she was skilled at languages too, so I just took that from her. The other part of my family is terrible at English. Mm -hmm. And... Well, 
My uncle is good at it too, but he's better at Spanish instead. So, well, I'm the next generation English speaker, I guess. <laughs> You're and, taking her place. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd be proud of you uh, for that. I think she would. Yeah, yeah, that's really great. Did you have a mother figure in your life or not really? Did your dad ever um, um, remarry or, or? I remember this one sentence from their book saying that my aunt promised to always be here for me. Yeah. And my family. And when I was eight, we moved to another house and she moved in t with us. Oh, okay. And ever since that moment, we've been sharing a, sharing a house. Oh, okay. And how's that? Uh, yeah. How is that? Well, she can never really replace her because she's still my aunt. And she might have been able to replace her if I were younger when it happened. Because mm. now I just remember how it was without my mom before we got to live with each other mm -hmm. and she's still my aunt because as a kid I also just went to spend weekends at her house as her niece instead mm -hmm. of her daughter yeah yeah and maybe that's maybe that's okay to keep um, the lines clear but but was it has it was it important to have her even as an aunt mm -hmm. in the house and uh... I think it's important because it's still an empty space when you know there's someone missing and she can just fill that space and be there for me and love me and care for me like a mother. Yeah. But it's, you know, I just know our true connection, so I don't really want my mother to be replaced by anyone. Did they want things for you that were expressed in the book? They said they actually hoped for me to be happy and live a great life and to find out what it was like and to understand the story of my mom and I remember a letter from my mom at the start she wrote me a letter as prologue and that said that she actually hoped that we would be able to look at this book together when I was old enough to understand that was like her biggest dream about writing that book but she was already afraid that that wouldn't happen right right and then it didn't happen exactly right right um, when you think about um, other children mm -hmm. without their mothers, uh, children who are either the same age you were, two, or, mm -hmm. or maybe a little bit older at five or six or ten or something, what are things you would want to tell them about uh, growing up without a mom? What, what are things you'd want them to know that... Um, yeah, that maybe you've learned over the years that, that you could, that could help them. Or, you know how we were saying make connections and how important that was? What would you, how would you try to connect with those children? Well, I would actually just tell them that you're never truly alone and your parent never fades away and never entirely fades away because there are parts of him or her in you and you're just the next generation and you might miss that person and not have him or her as an example, depending on if it's your dad or your mom. But they still live in you. And you're, So this might be, maybe you just answered the question. Do you have one piece of advice for the people listening? What would it be? Don't let me force you to read if you really don't like it. Just mm -hmm. do what you like, but know that it's awesome and you miss a lot if you don't.
And also, just know that there are more people who have lost parents and share your fate somehow. And there's always someone you can talk to, I guess. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Good. Thank you so much. And uh, Alex, thank you as well. It's yeah, of course. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Sophie. It's been really nice to speak with you. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode.